Hello there, everybody, and welcome back to Laps and Taps. Today, we are talking E4 Part 3. I'm joined today, as usual, by the lovely Chloe. Hello. The enigmatic Tom. Good evening. And Morgan. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, today we're going to be covering the rest of Saturday, um, uh, rolling into some quite uh, fun parties. But I think we'll start off where we left off last time. Um, Chloe, you were just about to tell us about uh, an, a skirmish that you went on. It has been quite a few weeks, so I can't really fully remember. But that's not really much of a surprise. I never really know what's going on. I don't really know any of the details anyway. So All she knows she must kill. See, we're getting there, though, because you knew the details of the battle last time. Yeah, that's because of military council. So you go to meetings now. You, you're taking the Empire spirit. Well... It's only because I want to get into like field marshalling and things like that. But for me to take over the dread shields, it's kind of part of the job. So I have to get used to doing it. Okay. Like, Rook goes, so I have to go. God, how fucked is the Empire if we get field marshal Neve? Oh. The Ouch. Academy's cleared out. She's <laughs> being charged at the front lines. <laughs> no Academy anymore. <laughs> Welcome to hell, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even give them the satisfaction of that. Just boot them. <laughs> Just kick them. Boot Laughs them. and Taps does not uh, endorse it does. child violence. It does. Chloe endorses child violence. The rest of Laps and Chloe Taps. does not represent the views of all Laps and Taps. <laughs> Just 90%. Also, Kerry would be here, but she's ill tonight. So. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Get well soon, Kerry. Um, so you're on the skirmish now. What the fuck are you doing? Do you know where you're going? <laughs> Do you know what you're killing? Or who's killing you? <laughs> the cold sun. Oh, kill yeah. the, stop, stop the heralds. Yeah. Was that the objective? Stop, stop the, the heralds. heralds. Yeah. Every fucking objective I in this event. I think there was something mentioned about the barons, but I don't know. Oh, I, think, I think we had this. I think it was actually the battle, maybe. No? There was a battle in the barons, but I think there might have been. No, no, no. Well, there was something this weekend that had to something. It was another one of those insane skirmishes where if it went wrong, we were several stages of fucked, I yeah. think. Which was like so many of the cold sun skirmishes. And wrong it went. <laughs> oh, good. We were there. We went through with Black Scar. A few other people were there. But um, Black Scar were front and foremost. Um, I think there was a few guys from Waystone and there was us. And we went off to flank to the left. I, I don't know if this contributed or not or if they did just see us. But then there was someone that was stood there saying, they're right there. We can just take them here. And we were like, no, no, we are meant to be silently going this way to flank. And they were like screaming very loudly in front of them. But they're right here, very much drawing attention to us. So I don't know if that played maybe a factor or not. I mean, we don't like to blame, but maybe we'll blame. God, we love to blame. <laughs> there is a lot of, what are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> My so, job dies. <laughs> yeah, so we attempted our flank, got around, but the cold sun just completely... They just switched up tactics and just went straight for us. They're terrifying, aren't they? Completely, yeah, completely ignore Black Scar and just flip switch and just came for us. And we were like, well, fuck. So then we retreated back where we had come and we were going to join back up with Black Scar just so we were in forces together and not split apart. But they were pushing us back further and further. And before we knew it, we were about 10 meters from the gate. Yeah. We were like, well, fuck, we can't go past them. So it's either into them or 
<laughs> through the gate again. So most people upon retreating had gone through the gates and whatever. There were a couple left that were just there. No, I was just going to say the whole, the way they've role played them, those crew has been fucking like emotionless faces marked. There's like no morale you can break. There's no panic you can invoke. So they the have, millennials. They have. Uh, that doesn't even make sense as a joke. Everything's awful. Just show no panic and march on. <laughs> but they literally, they fucking, they just keep going. They shatter, they impale and you're just, just shredded. You're just done. Yeah. You've done in. They're absolutely so, terrifying. Have you yet, Tom? No, whilst well, I'll talk about it later. But whilst Chloe's off saving the empire, I'm a play about myself. Oh, very good. Have you? Because you've not been on these skirmishes, have you, Alex? I haven't yet. No. So we're the only ones that have fought them. They're horrible. They're terrifying. They're the worst enemies really ever faced. They're so fucking cool. Like the people that play them. Oh, mad respect for. Absolutely. Actually, um, on Sunday, monstering our unit leader is a part of the skirmish crew. And having a great old chat with them. We'll get to that in a bit. But yeah, yeah absolutely terrifying people. Like, yeah. fantastically well done. It, so, so cool to fight. They just don't, it's, yeah. And I think the thing is, it's like you can almost invoke some level of panic in Druge or Jotun, But Yeah, um, but I think with them as well, because you kind of know the tactics, you know how they fight, so you know how to fight against um, them. But with the Cold Sun, just, they're just... They're, the thing I've noticed is their, their opening move is shatter your weapon. Every time they'll shatter your weapon... Mm-hmm. Shatter your shield and then impale. Like that seems to be their kind of routine. Because I did, cycle through. Yeah, because I did have one where they they almost the line our line, and you heard like a ripple of shatters. But then I like lifted my kind of sword out of the way, and I saw the guy go shh, and I'm like, all right. So that's their first thing to keep going. Mm. But then by that point, because everyone around you shattered, they're running because the, you can't do anything. It's terrifying, horrendous. Mm. So yeah, you get pushed back to the gate, right? Yeah, we um. Most people have kind of gone through the gate and the refs were there at the gate saying like, right, you're through, you can't go back. Like, you're through, gone, start walking, like, yep. go. There were a few people that when they had run back, they had run around the stones. Yep. So they were technically not through the gate. At this point now, um, the cold sun were basically stood on the line of the gate with holding their weapons, not, uh, not vertically, they were holding their weapons horizontally was almost to create a barrier. And they were just stood there. Like, it was honestly so terrifying. It was so cool. I was like, I wish adrenaline wasn't searing through my body right now so I could take this in a bit better. Yeah. So a few people had to go, like, flick around through and in. They made it. I think, I, I believe only one person died, and I think it was the leader of Black Scar. So as we were kind of walking through, all we could hear was the most blood-curdling scream of this guy shouting. I, I think it was the leader of Black Scar they were saying. I, don't, I didn't really pay too much attention. But, um, yeah, he's screaming like, help me, don't leave me, come and fucking get me, don't leave me. And then just, like I said, just this blood-curdling scream. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I genuinely had goosebumps. I turned around to whoever I stood with and I was like, look at my arm. Like, there was goosebumps. Mm. I was like, so mad. Um, bird alive. Yeah. Oh, I just, what a fucking way. It's so shit that no one else was there to witness it. All we could hear was, all, well, all, that's it. All we could hear. Mm. Um, Dylan, who plays Ronan, our second in command, he was the last through the gate because he was the ones that had gone, he was one of the ones that had gone round the stone as opposed to through it. But he was the last one to actually come through the gate. 
And now we were all walking back to the main sentinel gate. We were all chatting. And we hadn't noticed that one of the refs had pulled him to the side. Like I was talking with him, but just clearly hadn't noticed that he had been pulled aside. One of the refs had pulled him and um, it said, oh, were, were you the last one to come through the gate? And he was like, well, I, I believe so. He was like, okay, here. And just starts shuffling through this oh. pack in his hand. It goes, here you go. And has him a traumatic wound. Uh, basically, all of his limbs had been shattered. <laughs> so I think the reason he was last through the gate as well was because he'd got paralyzed just before. Yeah, okay. And I think the time had run out and then he like fell through the gate yeah. I, I don't know it was very confusing as to what actually happened and why he was the last through but when we came through the main sentinel gate because we'd already all come through because where he'd been held back by the ref we was just kind of like oh well where the hell's ronan yeah yeah yeah. and then he comes through the gate screaming oh. what the fuck like you were just with Jesus. us what the, <laughs> what the hell so then obviously the people in the hospital just drag him in we try and follow him. And this guy at the hostel was like, if you want me to fix your friend, fuck off and let me do my job. And we were like, whoa, okay, okay. <laughs> like, oh, I'm so sorry. So we were just there like trying to peer in and see what's going on. Rook turned around and said to me, he looked at me and was like, you find out what the fuck's happening with Ronan. I'm going to go find out what the fuck just happened. Send everyone else back to camp. I was like, okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll wait. Everyone did not go back to camp. Everyone was very concerned and was waiting to see what had happened to Ronan. So found a vine that we know and was like, oh, hey, go in there and find out what's happening to my friend because they won't tell me. So I sent them in and they came out and explained everything and were like, okay, fine, so he's not going to die. We kind of didn't really figure out what had happened, but did. I mean, it was apparent what had happened. The flank just didn't work. But um, we were we were there for less than five minutes. Like, it was a very... Very quick skirmish. Like we hadn't even, we'd, we'd got on, half flanked, came back, got pushed. It, it was a matter of minutes. Yeah. It was, it was atrocious. We were making up numbers for the skirmish and obviously all the guys were advising me to not go considering I'd been, I was already wounded and then got wounded in the battle earlier on that morning. I was like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. Trust me. So they were very reluctant to let me go on the skirmish, but did. I was like, I promise you I'll be fine. <sighs> As we were walking back to camp from the gate, I turned around and said to them, I was like, told you I'd be fine. <laughs> God's okay. sake. It was a real little victory for me. Oh, once again, we do not endorse <laughs> going to fight after major surgery. Well, or at least give yourself some re proper recovery time. Yeah, and listen to medical professionals. I was fine. I told you I was fine. Sorry, I seem to remember you collapsing, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I was fine on the sky. For listeners who can't see, Chloe's actually just down one arm she's left, lost one side of her body we're recording this from hospital <laughs> adding a little heart monitor at the <laughs> what were you doing Alex did you have another kettle of ale whilst this was all kicking off oh I might have had a cheeky one just a cheeky kettle um, I'm not sure I mean I had a really chilled out Saturday I knew that there was going to be um, a lot of revelry that evening so I just very much um, just Basked at camp, took it all in, chatted with some dread shields. I think we maybe had a cheeky midday game of sweeper. And then uh, because we were having the dread shields pub crawl, I went round some of the pubs that I knew we were going to uh, to put some money behind the bath when we got there so that we could basically, you know, have the first round kind of ready for us, you know. And I got fucking swindled. 
I went to each bar that was on the list, but as I was going round, the list which was written in pencil on some pretty dodgy paper was just getting sweaty in my hand and kind of um, rubbing out. So I was like, does anybody, does anybody know the the Winky Dinky, whatever <laughs> this is? And people were just looking at me like I was a crackhead. But I got to the marchers and there was a guy lying on the ground next to a bar who I remember quite drunkenly from E3, where me, Rocky and Carrick were playing uh, Sweeper until about two, three o'clock in the morning. And I remembered the barman. So I went up to him and I said, oh, you own the bar, don't you? And he was like, I do. What do you need? And I said, can I give you some money so that when the Dread Shields come by, you'll recognize us, I'll be there. Um, you can get us the first round in um, for free, essentially, and, pa- and pass it over. And he was like, yeah, no worries. And I passed him probably about half a throne so we could get a fair few drinks in when we got there. And spend some time there, because in my memory, it was a great bar. And he was like, yeah, no problem. Come by. I'll remember your face. I'll have a fair few drinks. Anyway, I'll um, let you know how that played out when we get to the pub crawl. Uh, but yeah, then went back, and it was about time to start the festivities. What about you, uh, Tristan? What were you up to? So I feel like this was probably similar. Like, it wasn't much longer after Chloe's skirmish. So we had... Um... Oh God, I can't remember. So we, I was a similar thing. Like I knew we were off to fight her. Oh, that was it. It was in Varushka. So the general of the Eastern Sky had been contacted about uh, some Colton Heralds in Varushka, and I believe they were trying to get access to a mithril mine. Um, and so the yeah, the aim of the objective is to stop the Heralds from getting access to this mithril mine. So um, we're trying to get people together to get organized for this skirmish. Um, and I'm chatting to um, House Defrost, the Earl of House Defrost, beforehand, being like, oh, I'm trying to find my shield. I've put it down somewhere. Someone's moved. I don't know where it is. And he goes, Drop mine. I was like, Amazing. Yeah. So I get uh, Earl Gaston Defrost's shield. And he's like, Who are you fighting? I said, They're called Sun Heralds. He goes, Ah, you'll need, need another sword. <laughs> so he's like, Here's a sword. I was like, Brilliant. So I had two swords, shield. Uh, was ready to go. They were starting to round people up, and then we were realizing we were a little bit low on numbers. Um, they've been in that heat. <laughs> it's really hard to convince people to get girded up and go for a fight. You just come and grabbed us. Yeah, well, I did think that at the very like towards the end, but it was very like last minute that we didn't realize we had enough because I wasn't organizing it. Um, and then it was just kind of a bit tight. But in the end, we were all right. We had the numbers. We got there, and we queue up outside the gate and go through uh oh yeah i we need artisans to heat like to fix stuff and i convince uh so my friend who came in as a new character this event i convinced him to come along because he's an artisan so we can fix our weapons when they break nice uh and we go out there's a bunch of russians coming with us as well uh we queue up we go out and initially we can't see anything like where is everyone some scouts go ahead to find them and then coming around the corner like the top you know like when you come onto the field there's the forest on your left and it kind of tucks away to the tucks away so as it goes towards the fences and stuff so we've got 50 of us i think 50 60 of us round in the corner must be at least 60 calls on heralds and we just look up and we go no <laughs> that's not happening that's we're fucked there was only about 25 no there for was. Us, it was 30 i see, the thing is i said there must it felt like there was more of them than there was of us and also um, people corroborated that. Like everyone was like, "Yeah, that's a lot of heralds." As they come around the corner, 
we start marching up the field and we're like, this is just this is be nasty. And we start fighting and they just don't stop. Just step, step, step. And like I said, our lines meet and just hear, shatter, 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 all the way down. I managed to pull my weapon out of the way last minute. I managed to cleave one of them on the leg. They go down. I'm like, yeah, great. And then the rest of them keep marching. And I'm like, we're screwed. Mm. We're like stepping back. We can't stop them because the minute you try to hold line, shatter shields and we're going back. I don't even see it. The artist I convinced to come on dies, <gasps> goes down. The guy's first the, event it was? Yeah, it wasn't his first event. It was this character's it, first This character. Oh, the the no. player had been like, oh, coming before me. I didn't even see it. Goes down. I'm like, yeah. So they go down and then we start marching back and then the guy that's leaving the skirmish is like, get off the field. Like, it was just, we were done. Done. So we sprint through the gate, same thing. We're getting pushed back to the gate. I fall through the gate. I don't even have to run to the gate because they just push us back to the gate and I'm through the gate. Mm. Oh, like you say, over five minutes at most. Yeah. It, screwed. It, at least you made it to the lines. I I, I didn't see the lines. I think mm. obviously Black Scar must have engaged in the lines initially with them because some guy went down, but the flank, we'd not, not asked at all. Yeah. We just pushed straight back through, done. Yeah, no, it was, it was... I, so I'm trying to work out how I feel about this. And my initial gut feeling is that it's too much. Like the objectives, the outcome of the objectives have been so massive. Like the, so major, the losses are horrendous. Like for what, for Mm -hmm. what losing one of those skirmishes was like next level fucked up. The forces are almost, it's ridiculous. Like they're heavily armored. They have like what feels like six hero points and they can cause shatter and impale. Yep. Like, what are you supposed scary. to do? Mm. And they're absolutely terrifying. They're, they're so scary. It's not like, it's not like, again, there's no, because there's no rationale, they'll just give, and it's yeah. horrible. And I just don't, I don't know it's if mechanic. it's good. It's mechanic. Yeah. Like the way that they step and no emotion, like it's, yeah. it is, it's like robotic, it's so bizarre. And it just felt unwinnable. And I don't know if that's fun. Like, honestly, like I had some of the role play from it, but when you look at the fact that, right, okay, so now we're like uber fucked mm. on so many fronts. Like mm. The guy in the skirmish team that was our commander on Sunday for Monster and he, like I said, he's a part of the skirmish team and he was saying, he was like, this event, they've been really hard. He's like, yeah. usually the skirmish team will win about 10% and lose 90%. He's like, but this time around, he's like, we've won 90% and lost about 10%. He's like, it's been really hard on the Imperials. Mm. And also it's been hot. Yeah. I mean, oh, it's so hot. For, for them having to be all geared up in everything they do. Is there a picture of the cold sun? Uh, I was just wondering, what do they look like? Are they orcs? So, no, they're humans. No. They're okay. So they're human people with like blue, blue smeared on the face. face. Yeah. But then like... Light blue. Have you ever seen one of the leaders? Potentially. So like, uh, you know Red Skull from Captain America? Yeah. Picture that, but blue and no mouth. Like, uh, that's what the leaders look oh, like. Oh, okay. But, like, most of the troops are just human-esque blue. people with blue yeah. smears on the face. Oh, cool. Um, but the, it's fucking terrifying. Like uh, Braveheart. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit like that. So, Tomothy, what were you up to? Tomothy, after recovering from heat stroke and daring to leave <laughs> the Dread Shields camp and go back it's into the hot, sunny world. About bloody time. <laughs> Sorry, I sh- you should charge me for the rent. I said that. I said we should charge him. Uh, <laughs> first thing I did, I went to see how the election went for Sparale or Apulia, since I was the shortest-lived candidate of all time. 
And apparently, it was a fucking close election. It came down to two people, I believe. One, a Crimson Reaper called Radic, and the other one, I can't remember, Genevieve Barossa, I believe. And it came down to... So it varies between two businesses and 0.8 of a business between them. Wow. In the election pool. Uh, I hear it took the six candidates, other candidates clubbing together to beat Radic. So, uh, yeah, very close election. Yeah, sounds like you should have had it in the bag, really. I'm, I'm sad you haven't won. Pardon? I'm sad you didn't win. Oh, I had no horse in the race other than my tiny uh, part in it. No, really. I, ju- I just think Senator Nietzsche is something, like, no one needs. <laughs> no. no one needs, but the Empire should suffer. That nobody wants, but everyone deserves. It sounds like when you're hearing of the story of the fall of the Empire, it starts with, well, it was the year that Nietzsche became senator. <laughs> what, what was worse this year? Was it the cold sun invasion of Nietzsche taking the Senate floor? <laughs> Who knows? Uh, the cold uh, sun would be out of there. They'd be like, Chop. Oh, fuck, it's not worth it. They're yeah. doomed. Yeah. Let, let them <laughs> suffer the slow death. They're going to burn themselves from the outside in. We don't have to worry about burning them inside out. Mm. <laughs> Lol. Uh, other than that, the next thing I did was uh, go to a play about myself. <laughs> of course That's you the did. most Nietzsche thing. Oh, so the jackdaws have the clattering curtain. Our theatre division in our mercenary company. How do you, what do you usually refer to them as? Uh, what do I refer to them as? The drama department. The drama department. Oh, yeah, the drama department. <laughs> Theatre department, drama department, uh, the propaganda machine. See, now you said drama department, I can't help but picture, like, a really shitty drama teacher who wanted to be an actor and fell into teaching. Uh-huh. It was like... <laughs> like, he hurt his back and... Yeah, it's like, teaching. oh, just play Yes And for an hour, lights up a cigarette. It's like the semi-pro footballer that hurt... That had an injury that had to now teach B. No, no hate to teachers. Mad respect for them. Like, I know. Dude. Sorry to any drama teachers yeah. out there. I mean, if like, you love your profession, te- teachers are fucking. I'm so specifically underrated. picturing Greg Davies, who is a self-admitted <laughs> shit drama teacher. <laughs> well, I love Greg Davies. Same. Who doesn't? What? A, uh, what a bloke. Oh dear. I do argue in my head canon that all the Jackdaw's money went on the theatre department to make us look better at fighting than we actually are through pop. <laughs> The propaganda machine. Oh, and I'm pretty sure God. they make more money than the mercenary company does, which is hilarious. Oh, well, we hired them. Charged me an extortionate rate. But it was a good play. It was better than I thought, so yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Your camp were laughing their ass off, but we'll get to that later. Yeah. So I did not know they made this play. Apparently they made it for the Jackdaw birthday party last time, but the play is called In the Niche of Time. <laughs> And it's basically Uncle Nietzsche going around and slaying the forces of the barbarian nations. First I slay the Jotun, then I slay the Druze, and then there's a new mega orc that comes out. I think it's the Jotun. The combination of a Druze and a Jotun. The Droten. (laughs) Something along those lines. (laughs) It was pretty damn hilarious. You had Modesto being portrayed. Oh. Will played Nietzsche. I think it was Lucrezia who played... Who did Lucrezia play? Modesto. Should have. 
who played Pike. I think it was Casimir. Should have um, charged Will for heresy for playing you. Nah. <laughs> I, I love the ego boost. But it turns into a proper fourth wall breaking play where Nietzsche finds the narrate, uh, fights the narrator of the play. Right. And the writer. I, I absolutely loved it. Wait, so hang on. Someone playing Nietzsche beats up the writer. Correct. That's so funny. He breaks the fourth wall and takes down the narrator. For fuck's sake. Incredible. Who was narrating? Uh, I believe it was Hugo, the writer of the play, ah. who will soon be writing the epic drama that will be of Talis and Nietzsche's adventure in Brickellion for E1. Make sure you go and watch it next year. Handling massive lizards. Because it's going to be fantastic. The tale of our heroism and saving that 14-inch boy. Hmm. Clung to a tree. Oh, Jesus. But after that play... God, I love the contrast of Empire. Yeah, we <laughs> all play like vastly the, different games, and I love it. The shit that's going on. We're, like, fighting for our lives, screaming <laughs> the Golden Heralds. And then and then Nietzsche killed these people. And then Nietzsche killed those people. Nietzsche at the back with a bottle of wine. Alice is sat there with a kettle of ale. Yeah. <laughs> on his little comfy seat, which is his shorts. Just, like, heavy metal playing with us. <laughs> <laughs> But in between plays, because I saw a second one, I got approached by one of the members of the Gilded Horn Carter. <gasps> An improv meeting? Saying, yes, they wanted to speak to me. And basically, someone had accused my precious Jack Dawes and myself trying to lead a political coup against the Gilded Horn Carter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're too busy doing our own mercenary things. We're doing jolly shit and whatnot. We don't have plan for time for political machinations or anything like that. I just find it hilarious someone decided to accuse the jackdaws. So me and this person decides I will meet uh, Cesare uh, on the Sunday and uh, we'll have a bit of a discussion about this because I'm just an innocent little guy. I don't do political machinations or cues. He's, I'm there for the lols. He's never done nothing in all his I've life. I've never done nothing. I'm just an innocent little prince, yes? Sure. Sure. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, in order to make that meeting and because of the sunstroke, I did miss the battle the next day. But it was quite an important meeting, but I will go into that for the Sunday. So, it's getting to about five or six. Are you guys getting ready for your party and your steak? Yeah, it was just about time for some uh, tomahawk steaks. Rocky had got them nice and juicy. Ooh. That was about seven-ish. Um, so, yeah, it was the Jack Daw... The fucking Jack Yeah, Daw. Jack Fuck the Jack Daws. <laughs> Fuck I'm was... sure we can arrange a prize. They'll charge you first. <laughs> it was the Dread Shield birthday party. So um, fantastically organised by yours truly. Yes, and Chloe did an amazing job of... Um, wrangling some entertainment and planning everything basically and it was I a did lot very of fun. little it was a cracking good time it uh, was good for us like we didn't want no fancy shit we just wanted to have a laugh get boozy and that's exactly what happened yeah we had our dinner and then it was followed by the play by the jack Dawes, which was amazing the clattering cut i absolutely loved the play because i had no idea what it was gonna be nor did i and my face lit up when I realised what it was. Because I didn't get the reference because I had not seen it. I didn't know. So, I've never seen the Steam Ham thing, so, so I had no idea. The play was called Skin The Skinner's Deceit about the Skinner's Guild. Oh, for fuck's sake. 
Yep, I had no idea oh until they still uh, start wrapping off lines of, <sighs> but what if I took Moorish food and disguised it as my own? <laughs> Delightfully devilish. Because so, people were laughing at these references, and I, and I just thought uh, it must be something that I've not seen or I don't get. I can't believe... Th- sorry. No, no, I've got nothing constructive to say. I'm just bemoaning this. The, the, <laughs> the bard that I hired, uh, we'll go and we'll, we'll talk about him after. <laughs> he like he broke character and was like, is this steamed hams? But I didn't realise he broke character. Because so, he was a very... Charismatic? Extra- yeah, sure. Charismatic character. Eccentric? Eccentric was the word I was going to go with. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um. And yeah, so and he'd been saying weird shit. So I just kind of thought he was saying weird shit. So I literally looked at him and went, yeah, yeah. And then kind of <laughs> looked away with the whole, hmm, sort of thing. Like I had no idea, but I didn't realise it was this. But all the dreadshills, obviously they're, you know, they, they are who they are. A fantastic bunch. But um, like once you've met them, you're like, yeah. So as soon as they found out that there was a play, especially from the league coming. League, league, league. They were like, oh God, this is going to be. Who hired them? I did. You hired the Jack Jay, okay. Yeah. Well, so I I put a lot of planning into this, but I really didn't. I literally put a post in the Empire group and was like, looking for some IC entertainment on the Saturday night if anyone's free. Will, within two minutes, had messaged me. Will's good at finding jobs. Yeah. So Will would message me and I was like, oh, hey, I know who you are. Like, I was going to say this to him. That's why I said, yeah, because I knew who he was and like I trusted yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. A couple of other people came to me and things, but I saw the entertainment I did out. So obviously the judges were like, As it, I can't believe we've got a play from the league. Like, it's going to be so boring. But then after they got started, they were like, it's actually really good. Like they were laughing. Like it was really enjoyable. Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. I thought it was going to be like, no offense. I thought it was going to be really boring. Mm. But the it, league are very good at comedy. It's the, there's a wide spectrum of uh, performances. I have, but the thing is, is I haven't really spent much time in that scene you of Empire. You've the leagueish culture. Well, not even that. Like I just haven't really experienced. I've only ever experienced one other play, mm. and that was the one that your guys had done before. The one that you were in. Oh at, yes, like E two, I think the ghost one. Yeah, where there was like it was like. It was, it was basically like penis in your Oh, the, the viper. Oh, what was it called? Something to do with the viper. Something. But you were in it and it was your it was your debut. That's why we went there to support you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And I paid no attention because I had a skirmish five minutes after. So I kept clock watching because I needed to go get geared up and run to the gate. So I paid no attention. So I haven't really experienced much of the theatre scene in Empire. But, um, but yeah, it was it was very it was enjoyable. And there was a big crowd for the play as well. Like there was a lot at the Dread Shields camp. I think not just because it was the Dread Shields birthday, but we just seemed to attract a lot more <laughs> people that I've been there at Rabble's Rest over the past few events that I've ever seen. Like there it's was a heaps. very aesthetically pleasing camp though. It is a great camp. And when you see there's a lot of people gathered around Empire, more people comes like, Ooh, what's going on? I wanna see. Yeah. yeah. So the play was amazing and then the bard was just we still quote him to this day. The ah, he was so funny, so flamboyant by what I saw. Yeah, he yeah. was. He was Dornish. Mm. Yeah. So uh, after the bard had finished his song, he had this song about all the all the dread shields. So he went through and kind of um, referenced the dread shields. Yeah, it was really good. And then it was time for 
the smut. Oh my god, I, I was howling. That was so funny. Um, do we know who wrote the smut that Rook read out? Did he write it? Yeah. I thought he might have done. Because he started with, you know, it's been written by this anonymous person. But the way he said it, I was like, did you write this? Um, it was hilarious. By far the funniest smut I've ever heard. Um, and then we did a round of the spicy sausage roll cheese pizza bite things, whatever they are. Um, which weren't as spicy as last time. So we didn't manage to stitch many people up. I got a spicy one. And then it was time to roll out and drink some drink some beers, wasn't it? A few bevs. A few bevs. Uh, to be fair, I've got to give Chloe a shout out for a cotton candy vodka. That was Oh, delicious. my marshmallow vodka, yeah. Oh, that was... Did you make it by just putting cotton candy in vodka? Marshmallows in vodka, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Amazing. It was really good. And there was a lot of it. It was very syrupy, but it was good. Mm. And I realised that I had... Because of how many marshmallows I put in, one bottle of vodka I had to split between two bottles. So it looked like there was more, but because there was that many marshmallows, I had to pour half a bottle of vodka into another bottle. Yeah. I was um, terrified for a second then you could say down the sink for some reason. <laughs> just this idea, oh, fuck, I've got to wait for vodka. That'll do it. It's good <laughs> for the drains. Well, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. It's something I do, though, without thinking. Whilst the smut was going on, I Talis was there. And I did get a personal reading, me and Kerry did, of Oh Captain, My Captain. Oh, His piece flirting with a uh, oh, God, love yeah, letter to so a funny. mercenary captain in the marches. Hearing those antics, I love Talis. My God. My hero of empire. It was such a over-the-top ode to how the captain's such a beefcake of a man <laughs> and the fantastic job he does as a nursery captain. If nothing happens between Nietzsche and Talis, I'll be severely disappointed. He's only got the eyes <laughs> of the captain, though. Oh, fair enough. Um, I think he went to see him milk an eel. I missed Oh, that, I heard though. about eel milking. Someone came, so funny. Someone came up to me and was like, do you ever have those things? And like, so there's a limit to what I will not let myself do. But when someone says to you something and you're like in character, you're like, I can't. Because someone came up to me and was like, you can watch eel milking. I was like, there's no way on this green earth that Tristan Ackerman is going to say yes to go watch fucking eel milking. <laughs> but God, did I want to know what the fuck was going to happen? <laughs> I was like... What is eel milking? It sounds like a euphemism. It really does. I was someone asked me. I was like, "No, <laughs> what? Why? What? And what earth? Why would I go watch someone milk an eel?" I wish I did. Weird oh, eel. What did you think? I thought you were saying ear. Milk an <laughs> ear. Yeah. Oh, What's that looking like? Just like Shrek when he builds that <laughs> candle. Yeah, grim. I was just there trying to work out what it could mean. I was about to ask, did you ever find out what it meant? No. no. Eel. No. What should we do on this? I was doing drugs. Yeah. You also saw a little guy who was in a little bit of trouble. That was later. Oh, fair enough. That was after the drugs. After the drugs. Yeah. Well, what drugs did you have? So I went with... Lots and uh, Tops does not endorse drug use. These real are life. real drugs. These are fake drugs. These so are fake drugs. So whilst I was with, um, I was with um, Sol and we had had a plan to take some drugs and... No, do Twilight Masquerade to change our lineage and then do some drugs. What are you now? Uh, so, well, I'll say what we did. So, basically, first of all, we went to a uh, a, a drug dealer, which is a very funny experience. And there was, like, talking to him, he was like, what do you after? It's like, Goose Whispers. Oh, okay. Do you want anything more interesting? Anything more? Yeah. I've got some stuff that will disconnect you from the labyrinth if you want. <laughs> I was like, 
I'm good, actually. Just just the goose whisper will be nice. Thank you. <laughs> um, and, and then he was like, that's like five crowns. I was like, Jesus Christ. Um, How did you get to be a drug dealer at Laugh? I'd fucking love to do um, that. I, I can tell you how. Yeah? Um, I also know someone who's quite a prolific drug dealer I can introduce you to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I can I can let you know. That's my game now. Yeah, For me, sweet. one. Yeah, I'm going to be a drug dealer. Um, there's you, you need yeah. to win, read the Winds of Fortune. It's like in the Winds of Fortune, it's like these drug dealers from this foreign nation will be here at this time. And then you can go buy drugs. Oh, I need money. I'll sell some more bacon mead. Bacon mead, yeah. And then that will fund my yep. my new job. And then sell it all to... And leave. then sell the bite. Yeah. Yay. Um, which is an executable offence if you're caught having taken... If you're caught having taken bite, just as a... What if you're caught... Can like people... Can they search you for drugs at LARP? Is that a thing? Yeah. Like, if they can incapacitate you and search you, they can do that. And just find all your drugs. Yeah. I'm going to need mules. Yeah. Do you get killed for selling bite as well? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Are you kidding me? The jackdaws are a very legal company. We do not do anything illegal, and we besmirch such tasks if you haven't paid us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where to, to buy some Goose Whisper. Um, bought that way more expensive than I was expecting it to be. Um, I'm, so, I'm such a... A little novice to this area of the game. <laughs> one and drug, please. One... <laughs> I'll have one narcotic, please, sir. Um, so we got those, and then we went to do the Twilight Masquerade. Uh, so I did some haggling for some mana crystals and got that done. Uh, it, and we went over to the Regio. So it was the Night Coven of House Castellan, and Sol and I got it done simultaneously. Um, so uh, they draw upon like the constellations and the stars and the stuff that represents change drew on the night realm and turned us into naga um so then after that we went back to camp took all my changeling stuff off put some scales on my face um and then sat in the castellan camp and did goose whisper um so the way it works basically is you need to get a ref and you take the ref to where you want to take the the goose whisper mm. Um, so we went to the Castellan camp and there was like a rug. So we were going to lay out on the rug, uh, and you have like the lammies with the rip things. Mm-hmm. So you rip the lammy, pull it open. It describes the effects. And then you put your hand into a bag and pull out a piece of paper. And on that piece of paper, it's a vision, um, that you have whilst you are on the goose whisper. Um, so you take it out, read the vision. You're allowed to read it. For as long as you want, but you can't talk to anyone until you've given this piece of paper back. So you read it, you're like, cool, 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 cool. Put the piece of paper back in the bag. And then once you've both done that, you can talk about what you've seen. And then the effects of Goose Whisper. In fact, I don't want to say what the effects of Goose Whisper is because it's more fun if you find out in play. Yeah. Um, and then we just kind of laid down, blissed out, and had a, a deep, meaningful conversation in character. Nice. Um, which was... That was kind of like that. And then I had some... Again, I did a load of lovely stuff that evening. I had a lot, a lot of social stuff. So I did a lot of like, um, I went around, I went to speak with my my good friend, the Senator of Semaholm. Um, So I spoke to them for a little bit. I did some lovely like social stuff, went for some drinks. But like, again, just a nice kind of um, gentle evening. Um, It was really good. I think the rest of ours was pretty much drinking. Mm. Yeah. Well, there was the pub crawl. We started at the uh, the Boar's Head, the last. The last outing for the Boar's Head. The last night of the Boar's Head. Pour one out for the homies. So sad, yeah. Uh, so we rocked up and um, Con was like, ah, the dread shield, which is kind of the reaction I was hoping for yeah. by trying to plan this, you know. So it sound, made it feel like we had more of a reputation. And it was like, the dread shield, there's drinks, and we had a good drink there. And I'm then, so gutted it's closed. It was my first bar. It's kind of my lifeline from my E1. And that's same. Going, 
since afterwards. Yeah. Such a good team. I'm so glad he's go, yeah. uh, going, but I'm hoping they have a great time in Varushka. You're so glad he's going? No, I'm so sad he's going, oh, but right, I okay. hope he's going to have a great time in Varushka. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was the same for us. It was it was our landing point, really, the boar's head, when we for our first event. Where, where will I get that 15% elderflower cider that goes like down like juice and hits you like a truck? I, don't know. I think he's still planning on selling it. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure. I have to speak to Kerry. Kerry would know. Mm. Uh, but I think he is he is still planning on selling it. Um, but then, yeah, after the boss head, we headed to... Where was next on the agenda? I lost you at this point already. <laughs> First pub. First, First pub. pub Nietzsche's out. That's the sunstroke, probably. I just wandered off to go and visit my jackdaws at their little pub and then found you again. I think it was at Wise Guys. But... Yeah, we yeah. went all over. So I'm pretty sure it was... Boar's Head, Marches, uh, the new fancy bar, the the. Did you Empire. go to the massive high, uh, the high guard one? Yeah. I never went there. I think it's only going to be there the once and I forgot to go. Yeah. I, yeah. So it was there and then we were heading to, I thought we were going to go to the Wonky Donkey in. The Wonky Um that winter market, which winter is a bar mark. that nobody yeah. has heard from. Well, no, it is. They about. have, but they just weren't there this event. Uh, no, no, nobody had heard about them. I went around all of Anvil asking where it was to put money behind the bar and nobody had it's, heard of it. It's literally like in the main square of okay. Wintermark, where that big tree thing is. Oh, yeah, so it was Wintermark and then back to the Boar's Head. So yeah. kind of like a loop around. So went at the marches, I went up to the same bar and I rocked up and I said, hey, you know, put some money behind the bar. There's There should be drinks here. There's Dreadshields. We're on the pub crawl, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I've got no idea what you're talking about. I was like, well, I paid a fair few crowns. I gave it to the, oh. the owner of the bar um, for drinks when we showed up. Who was it? Was it him? Pointed to this guy, sat down. I went, no. And he was like, well, if it wasn't him and it wasn't me, sorry, I've got no idea what you're talking oh. about. So I'd literally, That's during so earlier before dinner, walked up to some random guy laid next to a bar. Oh, and no. Yeah. I mean, I, I swear he does own a bar somewhere because I thought I'd remembered him from E3. And he'd heard some guy walk up to him, not use anything, him. and say, here's a bunch of crowns, can I have some drinks later, not now? And he's like, yeah, give me the money. That sounds like a great oh, idea. That's Gosh. a pro gamer move. I know. Oh. And then just, yeah, fucked off with it. I didn't see him again the since. The sheer cojones. Incredible. Oh, no. Whilst you were making your way from the Boar's Head to the marches, that's what I was trying to think of, whilst you were making your way there, Jordan and I, Jordan who plays Corin, we had wandered off because we had some revenge business to deal with because we met you at the marches, didn't we? Mm. We uh, we headed through Vrushka because we went through the night market because a certain friend of ours was having a date there and uh, I, I had some revenge to take upon them. So Murdoch, I'm sure people would know we have had a little back and forth at the moment of things that we're good we're doing to each other terrible awful things <laughs> so it's gonna end my... up in the death of what I you just because yeah. we've mentioned that we've said what you did on the podcast you know you gave him a spicy brownie he gave you a crippling drug addiction <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just escalating like, so quickly i was gonna say it's gone from like five to a hundred like instantly <laughs> So my revenge for him was to get his soul testimonied. So, it, yeah, it wasn't anything horrific, 
but it was permanent, so it was funny. Um, they still don't know what it says. So they can get rid of it. It just takes a lot. Uh, they just need, well, they just need a priest that could do it, but it's, yeah. I don't think just, that he's It's just a funny it. little meme. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he's going to get rid of it. But, um, yeah, he can't find out what it is until he won. Oh, but that's killing him. Yeah, so not only in-game do they not know, but also icy. Like, it's just, yeah. they've got six months of just going, well, what the fuck is it? Because it doesn't say <laughs> any character info. Or that's so know. funny. Nope, oh. it does not. So that was my revenge. So Jordan, like I said, who played Corin, um, was doing was doing the ritual. So we we did all of that. Whatever passed you in the night market, off you over loving tits. Yeah. So you <laughs> saw me in the night market, just wondering about like hi. <laughs> just yeah. You were like, you're all red. You're very red, <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck, are you Jordan? I was like, red. Mm. <laughs> I was like, I look. I was like. Does he see auras? Mm, <laughs> What's going on now? Red. That'll be like, the anger. That'll yeah. be the kid kicking. That'll be the kid seen. kicking. Yeah, that's, like, that's, that is exactly what it was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, Tristan, well, we've got to go. So goodbye now. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> yeah, you were fucking, you are away. It was very funny. <laughs> uh, it's actually funny enough, now we're at the night market. I've remembered, I've now remembered my Saturday night. And there's one something I want to mention about the night market. Because I was at the night market on Goose Whisper. And I was trying to sell mead and flowers. And someone else came along trying to sell mead and flowers. No, mead specifically. And they came over to me and we were chatting for a little bit and I noticed that they were freeborn. And it was Saturday on the autumn equinox, which is Broken Wheel, which is when freeborn can lie. Mm. So I saw these freeborn and I was like, oh, I'm not having any of this. <laughs> I was like, right, no, Wait, I'm not engaging. Explain Sorry? it. So the freeborn aren't allowed to lie. Culturally, they don't lie. Mm-hmm. But on Broken Wheel is the one night a year where they can lie. So I saw every I saw these freeborn and some freeborn had already been been broken wheeling in my general direction. I was like, I don't have time for this. I'm not about it. And I saw these freeborn. I was like, oh no, never mind. You're freeborn. I'm not dealing with it. And wandered off. Combination of they were selling mead. I was high and I had places to be. But also I was like, I don't want to deal with the freeborn. Um, it has been brought to my attention that I shouldn't have done that because they weren't engaging in broken wheel. So if someone is engaging Broken Wheel, they'll be openly wearing white. So the Freeborn don't wear white because it represents that you can't afford to die. It represents that you're poor, and poor people in the Brass Coast are disregarded. If I'm going to need more white. Yeah, if you're, you're, if you're poor, they're like, don't care. You, mm. we, you know, we don't like you because they're all about money and wealth. Um, and this person wasn't wearing white. They weren't participating in Broken Wheel. So just as a, just as a thing, because apparently they, they, they wrote in and they were letting us know that a lot of people were just kind of Powering them off because they didn't want to deal with freeborn on broken wheel. So just to make everyone aware, if you come across someone on bro- someone on broken wheel is freeborn, unless they're wearing white, they are not participating in the festival. Because we had a bunch come up to us who were participating with this like fake charity. Adopt a barbarian. Adopt a barbarian. Or sponsor a barbarian oh, yeah. child. Um, and they were collecting money, obviously, for this fake charity, which I think is a very like eclectic way to do fraud. They also came up with a fucking good jingle for it. Did they? Yeah, they had a little jingle, a little guitar. They were all oh, going to sing yeah, around. Yeah, I remember. That's so but funny. It didn't work very well on the Dread Shield because one of the pictures of the barbarians, <laughs> Dim the Barbarian, that you could sponsor, was a picture of one of our Dread Shields. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so he's, it's, it 
it's his nemesis. Like they, <laughs> their nemesis in like in game, and it was so his good. turn to do his thing. Kind of what is happening with Oily and myself, yeah, yeah, like yeah. they're doing, but on a less harmful oh, scale. So funny. So that was his revenge. Was to make. Well, it was to sponsor Dim the Barbarian. Dim the Barbarian. <laughs> Jesus Christ, but then so there good. was. So you know when you sponsor, or whether you sponsor a donkey or whatever, you always get like monthly updates or whatever. There was these monthly updates that it was. It was Jordan who plays Corin, who they mm. took his picture. So he had to stand up in front of camp and read this letter from Dim the Barbarian in front of everyone, and it was just. It was so dumb. It was like, I'm a silly yeah. barbarian. I'm a stinky poo-poo head. Thank you for <laughs> giving me money because I'm poor. I don't know what I'm doing because I'm so stupid. I'm a silly barbarian. and just It was just so ridiculous. Oh, so we had to stand up in front of everyone yeah. and read that. And it was the... I wet myself. It was such a good night overall. It was a massive way to have just a laugh and a big final blast for the end of E4. So, yeah, my evening was, uh, I spoke to my good friend, Senator of Summerhill. You um, have friends? <laughs> yeah. Oh, look at me, I'm a fancy Ooh, man. Oh, look at me. Um, and then I went to, I think this was after, so I also did the Russian Night Market, went to go to Bar Crawl and lost everyone instantly, spilled my mead down a noble lady's dress. <gasps> oh. I out of character felt horrible because I know that she makes all the dresses. Because I know, oh, I was like, I'm really Morgan, sorry. you awesome. In character, <laughs> I l- literally wanted to die. Like I was literally dropped to the oh ground. Literally dropped to the ground at her feet. I'm like, I am. I cannot even begin. <laughs> How much to speed? Like a cup, like a decent oh. amount of mead. And because she basically her trail was so someone tripped, stood on her train, and then she stumbled. So then they stopped. So then I stood on her train, then she tried to move, and I stumbled and spilled the mead. Oh. And I literally dropped to the ground. I was like, dude, I'm so sorry. Whatever whatever, whatever you want to do because of this, that's fine. I will, oh my, I'm so sorry. And she was like, stand up. And I was like, <laughs> I am so sorry. Went to a bar crawl, lost everyone immediately. Um, but got reunited with Sol and her, her marcher boyfriend. Um, and we went for a drink in the marches. Um, and had some really fun RP with the marchers that were there, like talking about like the differences between Dawn and the marchers and the culture and mm. mm-hmm. had some like, you know, deep meaningful conversations about dads, <laughs> which is pretty good because we all had dad trauma. Crazy. Lovely. God, the empire's full of people with dead parents. Um, and then we, after that, went back to Dawn, which is where I met Twig. Oh, such a little guy. I don't want to talk too much about what Twig did, but Twig did things that um, should not have done. Twig perhaps should not have done. So then, oh, yeah. yeah, which one I won't mention on the podcast, okay. but Twig. Because I saw Twig at Senate late, late on that evening, and uh, they came up to me, and I very much misheard what they said. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I thought they did something different, and I was very confused as to the repercussions of this because mm. I was like, oh, it doesn't really sound that bad. Yeah. But I don't really know, but I was like, Oh, and the, we were kind of having a little conversation. Then I realised everyone I was at Senate with had gone. So I was like, "Hey, look, I'm sorry, I've got to go." Yeah, <laughs> just kind of toddled off. But it was yeah. very funny. I had like a really good conversation, um, uh, which was really nice. Just had some like nice emotional RP beats that evening. When um, I bumped into them, I asked them, "Could you leave me to, leave me to the night market in Verushka?" He said, "Like I'd love to, but I'm not allowed in Verushka. I could lead you so far, but in- no further." 
it wasn't it wasn't good times for Twig. Um, it's never good time for Twig. Twig's so funny, but yeah, that was I think that was mostly my evening. There's nothing I think I've forgotten. I did see if anyone hears about I did I I saw the events that happened to a certain leagueish gentleman called Caro. <gasps> I've heard. About I won't that. say anything else, but I saw the events that led up to someone called Caro doing something pretty severe at the Regio, but that's definitely fine night and play. Ooh. But yeah, had a nice chill evening. Um, had some nice RP. Went to bed considerably less drunk than I did on Thursday night. Um, <laughs> With your packet of ham. My oh, packet of ham and cheese. <laughs> at one point I did bump into Modesto and he was like, Sorry, my prince, I can't be with you tonight. I've got other people to see. It's like, ah, don't worry, Modesto, you'd be useless tonight. And he was like, my prince, why do you burn me so? <laughs> Singular tear. Like apparently one of the people who's with started drawing his axe. And he's like, no, don't worry, don't hit my prince. Oh, uh, dear. Oh, Fun stuff. night. I'm always a bit of a loss at, like, I feel like my RP energy kind of goes down at night where I'm like, hmm, I just want to drink. But who do I drink with so many different people? I think it's finding... The people, because I think people start to go a bit ICOC after a certain time. Yeah, um, I'd say about ten-ish is kind of when I find most people are cutting off. Yeah, I feel like it's usually sunset, and that's uh, gets earlier as the events go on, doesn't it? But I think that I think it's easy enough to find the people who are still in IC, character, but you stumble across people who've just decided that it's time out, and I'm like, but I'm still my little my little knight. <laughs> my little night at you. Don't I paid my seventy-five pounds for RP, and I'm yeah. gonna get every second. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. I think you'll find it's still time in. Um, <laughs> get back in that game. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was nice. Getting ready for monstering the next day. Basically, we finished our bar crawl. I left you at uh, Wintermark. You all headed to Dawn because I had to keep going back to camp to play alarm clock because Brooke was sleepy. And you sleepy kept, head. Yeah, kept having to go and sleep and then was like, oh, come and wake me up at this time. Would go back at that time, try and wake them up. They said no. So then came all the way back, would go back again. Didn't want to wake up, so would come all the way back. So I wasted a lot of time going back and forth in camp. But um, you helped a friend. And that's what it's all about. Was it? <laughs> wasted a lot of my drinking time and sobered me up. I'm not very happy. Good times had all round. Absolutely. Sad already. All right, well, thank you for listening to Laps and Tarps. We'll be back with part four, where we'll get into Sunday, a lot more hot, sweaty fighting. Oh, Sunday was an explosive one. It was crazy. I'm looking forward to talking about that. <laughs> it was a big end to the year. Oh, God, I just remembered. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Monster, it wasn't that bad, but oh, yeah, I just remembered. Well, I'm sure you all know about it, but oh. tune in next week to find out the dramatic end yeah. of E4. Bum bum. Bum bum. Bum bum. A famous Law and Order theme tune. Bum bum. <laughs> I was going for the Law and Order. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> oh, Christ. Anyway, yeah. thanks for listening, thanks everyone. Thanks for listening, everyone. As usual, if you enjoy the content or if you've got any questions or anything, feel free to get in touch. Bob it in the comments below. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. You can also find our codes in the description, which will give you £15 off your first LARP, and it gives us £15 off as well, so that helps us greatly. Don't forget to check out our brand new D&D podcast, Fable Top Tales, now streaming. And if you want to support either podcast, you can find us on Patreon. So we'll see you next week for a bit of... Uh, 
a bit of Sunday. Take care, everyone, and bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye.